Hello. Hello. Welcome to episode 26 of Just Another Football Podcast with me, Danny Miller. And me, Josh Betley. It's been two days since we were last in here. 48 hours. 48 hours. Just over. Yeah. It's been an interesting 48 hours, but I would say not exactly um, like in terms of results, the most exciting 48 hours. Would you agree? Uh, it all sort of went as um, to form apart from maybe one result in terms of the football. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Well, it's been... Uh, we're going to start on Tuesday. We'll get straight into it. Why not? Um, we're going to start with Cuddersfield. Uh, uh, Cardiff versus Everton. So, not Huddersfield. Josh has got friends. No, that is not allowed. Cardiff versus Everton. It finished 3-0 to Everton. Uh, Cardiff have never won a midweek Premier League game Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Drawing three and losing seven, they've scored just two goals in those ten fix in those ten fixtures and have conceded at least twice in every game. Cray, mad, that, isn't it? Um, Everton hadn't played in seventeen days and they started quite slowly. They were lucky not to be down within the first couple of minutes. There was. Uh, Dinya saved them. Um, but Sigurdsson back on song for, for Everton? Um, I think having not played for 17 days, you can sort of understand why they might be a bit rusty yeah. in sort of terms of the systems that they employ uh, within their system, if that makes sense. Uh, but ultimately, they're going to be a lot fresher. Like Cardiff played three days ago. Yeah, that's so, true. So, um, a bit of a quirk of the... Uh, Scheduling there. Well, it's obviously because they were meant to play the Chelsea or Man City, mm-hmm. and so that game was postponed. They didn't play in the FA Cup. Yeah, I so, mean it's not their own fault, is it? No, it's so. not there. I, I, I would just. I'm surprised that they didn't schedule a fixture, like mm. a friendly. Like a couple of teams did. I think Brighton and Newcastle both had fixtures in between games, but worked yeah it worked and they, they absolutely thrashed Cardiff 3-0 um, Sigurdsson was brilliant uh, he got two goals but it was sort of down to Cardiff's defence really yeah I've got Cardiff crumble at home again written and then I've taken a quote directly from the match report Go on. vulnerable in defence overrun in midfield yeah. and for a team that are like built on defensive solidarity that's not really a glowing reference well I was going to say Cardiff's defence this season hasn't been awful they've it's conceded been... 31 goals at home yeah well they've. I think they've conceded big when they've lost like I think we said this on Tuesday as well when they've lost they've conceded like 3 or 4 or 5 goals and when they've won they've only scored 1 which is why their goal difference is shit mm-hmm. and they just uh, seem to crumble like you say when uh, when they go behind, I'd be surprised to see their statistics of what their win ratio is when they've gone behind. Uh, well, at one stage they had the like most points from losing positions. Didn't oh, they? really? Yeah, they were like joint with Arsenal, but that oh. was like in the first half of the season, yeah. so it's probably not the same anymore. Um, they probably wouldn't have banked on conceding eight goals in the fir- in the two fixtures that they've just played. No, I know. Watford and Everton at home, they'll have probably been targeting four points. Yeah, I would agree. I would got- agree, especially in the in the form that Everton uh, Everton are in. Big yeah. fat zero. It's uh, it's disappointing. Although I think that Everton 
played fairly well. There were some defensive lapses. I know Jagielka in the first couple of minutes was woeful. God, they've wheeled him out again. Zimmer frame into the centre of the Yeah, I, I don't know why he's playing. Um, thought Dinya came back in at left-back, did a good job. Um, but again, the star man, like I said before, was Sigurdsson. Uh, he is so crucial to Everton. Mm. And when he doesn't play well, Everton don't play well and vice versa. Um, there's also um, Richarlison's not really been on form recently. Well, they took him off after about 55 minutes. Yeah, he's... And uh, Bernard came on. He hasn't had as much of an impact as he had in the first few games That's of the season. Classic Richarlison, though, isn't it? That's what happened last year well, as yeah, well. classic Richarlison under, under Marco Silva, you would say. Um, they've got some... Both teams have got some interesting fixtures coming up. We haven't spoken that much about Everton this week because they haven't played over the, over the last couple of weeks. Um, Everton's season has sort of gone yeah, off the boil. All... I mean, they're on thirty. Let me just think. Thirty-five points now. They're ninth, in... though. Are they? Yeah, they're ninth. They've gone up to ninth. So for all the for all the sort of downbeatness of their season, they're still in ninth. Put that into context. Who are they behind? Yeah, and Wolves how much and... money have they spent in comparison yeah. to those teams? The reason it's a failure is because of the amount of money that they've spent. And so it's difficult for them to say that this is a like ninth is a good season because they should be targeting that top six with the amount of money that they've spent. They should mm-hmm. be targeting at least to sort. I mean, Chelsea have been in poor form. They're still fifteen points off Chelsea, something like that. If you look at the two teams above them, though, Wolves and Watford, whilst they haven't spent loads of money, they've got teams that have played together like a lot so that yeah. they didn't have to like gel these players into a system yeah that's true and I think that actually counts for an awful lot yeah I agree I agree um, alright then anything else to say on the game that's why I wouldn't sack Marco Silva in the summer I'd give him like 10 games at the start of next season it's hard though because when you do that it then gives the manager that comes in I think you have so much less of a chance to, to yeah, build. Like if true. you get if you leave at the end of the season, if they can then you have a someone. whole preseason. To well, yeah, if they, but but Mashiri, you you see, Mashiri's willing to chuck money at it, chuck yeah. money at the problem. Whether they can get, I mean, if someone like Zidane goes in at uh, goes in at Man United or Chelsea or someone, then you, I mean, Solskjaer, Sarri at Everton. If he, like, I'm not saying that these are people that I would have, but at the same time, like, these are m- managers that have gone in the Premier League, probably like have a higher reputation than Everton do. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, with teams like Spurs who uh, are moving to a new stadium, they haven't spent any money this season. They uh, are finishing consistently in the top four. Like, they haven't spent any money, but they've got a decent team. Now, Everton are about to go through a very similar transition to Spurs in terms of their moving to a new stadium and that their funds are going to be fairly depleted. But at the same time, like they can't afford to drop down the table very much because otherwise they'll be in a relegation battle. Everton, what Spurs did well is uh, they brought in a manager that's great. Like I think it actually with Poch, I think it's so underrated how good he is with players. Yeah. I don't think in terms of any, his like man management, yeah, yeah, but also man management, but also he's like how much he's developed individuals. 
mm-hmm. as well. And I don't think I think Definitely. that's so rare. Like I can't imagine Neil Warnock taking a twenty-year-old and making them like ten times better. Yeah, I know. Well, he probably I mean, doesn't even know like how to kick a football. I think I mentioned this a few times this season. Like we've seen those clips of Guardiola on the training ground with Sterling. Like that's what separates these top. Have you managers. noticed he doesn't run in that camp fashion anymore? Does he not? I haven't noticed. He's like proper like mince mince, down the wing. Yeah, minces yeah. down the wing. I, I, I swear he still minces, but not as much. No, it's sort of maybe like, not on the pitch. Like you know what most footballers are like. Less fat mints, sort of. Yeah, five percent fat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, all right, let's move on. Uh, so Huddersfield versus Wolves, probably the. Uh, I can't get my words out tonight. I'm like absolutely. I don't know what it is. I don't know if I'm just cold. I've got a drink tonight. It's different to usual. I don't normally have a drink when we Pepsi do this. Pepsi Max Cherry. Yeah, I don't normally. That's not an advert, by the way. Are you but a Bournemouth nice. fan? Uh, the cherries, definitely not. Um, yeah, I just can't get words out. Anyway, Huddersfield versus Wolves. It finished one nil to Huddersfield. Probably the shot game of the week. Seventy nine percent of the Premier League points won by Huddersfield. Eleven out of fourteen this season have come against newly promoted teams. Six against Wolves, three versus Fulham, and two against Cardiff. I've got a theory on this. Go on. Well, they're teams that they will have played against in the Championship. Lots. Yeah. So they probably implemented a game plan that worked against them when they played them in the championship. That's fair, I think. That's fair. The last team that Huddersfield beat in the league? Um, 14 games ago? Um, yes, I got that 14 games ago. Would it be Cardiff? No. Oh, Wolves. Yeah. Yeah. It's Wolves. Um, we'll, we'll start with Wolves before we move on to Huddersfield. Um, it was sort of. The impression I got was it was the Wolves of the first 10 to 15 games of the season. No shots on target. No shots on target. Where the chances they did have, they squandered. Um, they were generally... I mean, they, <laughs> the one advantage is they actually got in the positions where they could mm-hmm. score the goals, but they just... The finishing was atrocious. The finishing was so I mean, bad. I think Neves had a shot from the edge of the area that went close to the corner flag. Yeah, Doherty had a really good chance to put them 1-0 up and... Do you think miscued? You know how like Nuno Spirito Santo hasn't really rotated. Do you think maybe there's a bit not necessarily physical fatigue, but maybe a bit mental fatigue creeping in? The back three. I think it's important to have competition. I don't think there's enough competition in this Wolves side. The back three have started together 25 times in the league, which yeah. is great. Out of 28 games, but are they a bit maybe mentally tired? Like, oh, here we go again. Because like. Yeah. I'm not saying that they can't get themselves up for a game in the Premier League. Obviously, can but like the concentration that like drains out of you. I don't even know who their other defenders are. No, in terms of their De- well, then Donker can. Willie Bolly's cut all his hair off, so he looks like Sol Bamba. No, because he like he looks dead skinny with all his hair off. Does he? Yeah. I didn't realise he had hair in the first place. I th- didn't he have a like massive um, like it was all like tied up, wasn't it? No, he's always been bald. Has he? Oh. Who are you thinking of? I don't know. I mean, there's him signing for Who Wolves. Who was a Wolves player that scored with his hand, with the long hair? What, against Man City? Oh, maybe I'm just thinking oh, of Oh, Willie Bolly. He had yeah. no hair then either. Oh. I'm um, just being a tit. Yeah, you are. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely not Willie Bolly. Who's that? <laughs> no idea. Brilliant. Um, There he is. 
He's an ugly bastard, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He likes to grab hold of goalkeepers too. He does, uh, yes. Jan Siever has come out with the funniest statement I've ever heard from a Premier League manager whose was team are like 20 points from safety. Was it that they can stay up? We still have a chance of Premier League survival. I've got a message for Jan. <laughs> no, you wrong. don't. No, you don't. <laughs> he um, can't say that though, can he? No. He can't say we're fucked. I, I, I tell you what. You know, we've been singing his praises over the last couple of weeks in terms of his conduct and stuff like that. You know, he was... When they scored, his reaction was brilliant. Like, I'm... Re- I think because we're... I think because Newcastle are in a better position now and Huddersfield are rooted to the bottom of the table, I'm, I'm really happy for Huddersfield. Like, I watched the game and... I, don't, I mean, I hate Wolves. In a sort of... I hate path- Wolves. Pathetic sort of... Well done. Yeah, but but in a no, in a sort of... In a sympathetic... Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's, sort of, that's the word I meant. In a sort of, like... Oh, I'm glad you've actually I mean, won a game. He deserves to they win, could have scored win a few like games. seven or eight goals. They had oh, yeah. so many chances. And Aaron Moy didn't start, and they were brilliant. And then he came on, and they were still played brilliant. in a play, played in a good ball. And they Munier could have had like four or five goals in the box. Yeah, he is not a Premier League striker. No. but that that's been Huddersfield's downfall all season. Not if scoring we, enough if goals. If we made a Premier League non-Premier League 11 it would definitely be Hosselu and Mounier up front oh yeah oh yeah like Dim and Dimmer trying to think who else would get into that side uh, most of the Huddersfield team yeah probably um, I'm trying oh, to think um, of people from like good Vestergaard teams Jagielka <laughs> Jagielka yeah uh, I'm trying to think who were playing Rob Green Rob Chelsea. Green <laughs> yeah fairs Lee Grant yeah. United it's God, that mud. could be fun. So, do you know? So, on a podcast I listen to, uh, it's called The House of Rugby by you know Joe. It's like oh a, yeah, yes, they Joe do Dark House of Rugby, yeah. um, and they do like each week they like make a, like a rugby fifteen. So this week they were making a rugby fifteen out of politicians, which I thought was quite cool. Oh, okay. So they were like, I don't know if we could start doing something along that line. So you mean who would be good in each position? Yeah, so like they picked Tony Blair at fly half because like he didn't want to tackle anything and like he'd always <laughs> he'd always run away from things that needed solving. That's DeAndre Edlin, I think. Yeah, yeah, which I thought would be, which I thought was quite funny. Yeah, that is good. I yeah. don't think we're witty enough to think of stuff like oh, that. I reckon, yeah, but I reckon it would cause great hilarity for you for me to try and do this. Oh yeah, well maybe we can do that. Send me the a challenge week. every week. Yeah, because they have this thing they call it because it's sponsored by Guinness. Uh-huh. So they call it the uh, the perfect pour challenge because it takes. Yeah. 119.5 seconds to pour the perfect pint of Guinness so they have to try and like reel their team off in 119.5 seconds I mean they never do it oh yeah yeah, yeah. Um, yeah Huddersfield multiple chances really pleased for Siva and uh, the shock of the the shock of the weekend uh, the shock, shock of the week sorry uh, and they probably will, oh, well they'll definitely not survive um, but I am uh, applaud Sievert's uh, positivity when it comes to uh, survival. I think they'll be fine. I think they might come back up in the championship if they keep him and keep some players. I think they, I can see them keeping the majority of their squad because I don't think anyone will want them. But it's whether <laughs> brutal. No, it's yeah. true. But then, I, but then at the same time, like when they come back up, will they have enough money to spend when they get in the transfer window? Will they will they spend it? It's, a, it's tough to say. I mean, that for them to get in the Premier League, stay in the Premier League, was an unbelievable achievement. So, I mean, whatever happens now to Huddersfield, I think they can look back on the, these two seasons and be pretty proud of what they've achieved. Mm-hmm. But I think it, 
without being a snob I'd rather see also, Villa Forest I'd rather see these teams in the Premier League they definitely want to come 20th because don't you get the most money coming 20th yeah you get the most parachute payments yeah don't you? so that'll, that'll be but good but then they're not paid until I, th- I think from what I've read in the past those parachute payments don't come in until after the season that you go down okay we'll still be useful yeah definitely well if they, saw, that's, uh, and that's even if this that's only if they stay down. I saw quite well. an amusing meme. What's the guy in The Simpsons who like runs the big like power plant? Oh, Mr. Burns. Mr. Burns, yeah. It's just like him holding a thing up and it says Leeds stuck in the championship forever. <laughs> it, was just, like, it was just mint. I love it. Well, Bolton lost against Leeds at the weekend, so I wouldn't be... Uh... Oh, no, we gave them the win. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, let's move on. Leicester versus Brighton. It finished uh, 2-1 to Leicester. Uh, Leicester are unbeaten in 15 home matches played on a Tuesday, won 11, drawn 4 since losing 4-2 in the League Cup third round in September 2016 to who? Premier League team. Yeah. Don't know, Man City. Chelsea. Oh yeah, I remember that game. Um, I'll tell you what. T. Elements, Madison, Barnes, the future of Leicester City football mm-hmm. club. If if T. Elements signs a permanent deal. And I'll tell you why, but it's because they are so creative, you could stick anyone up front and they will put a, put goals in the back of the net. They might even get Damari Gray to be good as well. Yeah, and he scored, He scored. I mean, T. Elements gave the assist for Gray to score. Good finish. Um, I think he's just a little bit inconsistent for me, Damari mm-hmm. Gray. I don't think he knows if he's a winger or a forward. Sort of one of those. I mean, yeah, he's probably a I, winger. I don't think his delivery is good enough for him to be a winger, but yeah. I don't think his finishes. He's kind of like a shit Sterling. Yeah. But then I think if Gray went to somewhere like Man City and was being coached by. I mean. He's got all if the you're Pochettino, If you're Pochettino at Spurs, yeah. I'd be saying, look, like, give me give me 20 million. I'll spend it on Tamari Gray. Bring him in. Give me a season. And then I reckon he he'll be playing well for someone mm-hmm. like Spurs in any year's time, because like you said before, he can be coached, and I think he is that sort of player that would benefit and, and might he'd be benefit a good under Rodgers potentially. I think well, Rodgers is better with attacking players than he is with defensive players. What do you think Rodgers needs to do in terms now that he's been fully appointed? Obviously, we we broke this news on the podcast the other day. Um, what do you think he needs to do to? To get this list Leicester City team firing consistently and boosting them up the table. Well, he's got a free hit really with these last ten games. Yeah, I think he's got to get rid of some deadwood. Our new favourite phrase, deadwood. <laughs> uh, Morgan, I think, needs to go. Maybe Christian Fuchs yeah. needs to be moved on. Uh, maybe even Vardy. I think Vardy and uh, as good as Schmeichel was the mm-hmm. other day. I feel like he's a bit of a. He, need, he, he can needs, be a bad egg. He needs to build a core. One of those three keepers has got to go from Burnley. So, oh, I wouldn't have Joe Hart. I'd, no, I'd rather, I'd rather no, have but, testicular cancer. But could he? Brutal. <laughs> could he maybe think Ollie Pope? Get him to come in at Leicester. He's going to get game time. Who? Not Nick Ollie Pope. Pope. Nick Pope. <laughs> Ollie Pope's a cricketer. <laughs> Nick Pope. Yeah, Ollie Pope is a, a Surrey cricketer that also plays for England. That we are, we were discussing yesterday for completely irrelevant reasons. <laughs> yeah, 
I'm, um, I'm just in, no, so, think, I'm just so sporty. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I can tell. Um, I just think I, I really like Nick Pope. How much is he worth to to Burnley? Probably fifty million to Burnley. I can't see him going for anything less than thirty. And bear, bear, I'm going to buy him for Man United on my career. Bearing in my mind, this keeper. is a goalkeeper that prior to last season had never played. Never had never played. Had never no. I mean, he's ex Man United, I think. Oh, uh, okay. He's a. Is he? A, I think he's a United Academy graduate. I might be chatting yeah, shit makes there. Sense. But um, to have a look. No one's really heard of him. And then Heaton gets injured. He only gets his chance because Heaton gets injured, and gets an England call up at the end of it, and he was awesome. 30 million for that, 30 to 50 million, I think is steep. But that it's the sort of thing Leicester City would do. He's 26, isn't it? He? Yeah, he's, he's not he's not young. Yeah, he played for Berry for three years, Charlton Athletic, Harrow Borough, Welling United, twice on loan, Cambridge uh, United, Aldershot Town, York City, Berry on loan, and then Burnley. Wow. And he's, I mean, if they make... Even if they made fifteen million from that, I mean they'd be absolutely buzzing, wouldn't See they? See how much they bought him for. I would, I would say no more than a million. Uh, undisclosed, undisclosed. Um, I think what Rogers needs to do, like you say, he needs to build a core. Obviously, he can't do that until the end of the season. Really, I, I could see someone like uh, is it Kieran Tierney who plays for Celtic? Yeah, uh, fullback going in. Um, challenging for a place at, Scott the, at the back yeah, Scott Sinclair. Sinclair he's tried to do it in the Premier League before he's a little bit older a little bit more mature could he do it he'll probably get a shitload more money he would I just don't think he I just don't think he could cut it personally yeah um, we've seen a lot of players come from uh, the SPL and, and not really cut it in the Premier League however we've seen a few players Van that, that do Van Dijk um, being one I, th- I think he needs to sort the defence out it's leaky as hell they're still conceding goals like they won obviously the other day it's a leaky goal that they conceded though um, yeah he just needs to establish a new core of a team he, should, he, needs to, he needs to not be sucked into this if they finish any lower than 12th it's a travesty mm-hmm. it's a travesty for Leicester um, Murray missed a Murray missed a sitter. sitter yeah it was so bad uh, still waiting for his 100th goal uh, and Brighton continue the slide they're the only side in the top four tiers of English football still to win a Premier League uh, still to win a league game in 2019 yeah. played seven drawn two that's the five. worst place to be as well because they're getting but now they're not getting sucked in they are sucked in teams have like overtaken them so yeah. now it's like shit well but it's because teams around them have been I've, I've been playing fairly well. I mean, they're down in 16th now. They're only two points above 18th. Mm. With a game in hand. I think uh, Brighton playing Huddersfield at the weekend. They are, I was going to ask you. Prediction? It's a huge game. You know what? If Huddersfield win that game, okay, mm-hmm. it puts them level with Fulham. On 17 points. With a better goal difference. They're not going to escape. If Cardiff and and Brighton keep losing, potentially, there's, there's like the, but Huddersfield also have to win. It's West Brom in two thousand and six. Was that the year that they were bottom by like the when they miraculously escaped? Yeah. No, that was like 
eight or nine because it was just before Hodgson went to Fulham. Not for uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it might have been. What was it? This? Seven or eight, I think. Yeah. We've seen more miraculous uh, uh, escapes than that than what Huddersfield will do. I mean, they are eleven points. Uh, sorry. 13 points off safety at the minute but a win against Brighton would go a long way to uh, and I think it is a banana skin for, for Brighton I'm going to yeah. go for a draw I'm going to sit on the fence I'm going to go for a score draw what do you reckon? Huddersfield are away aren't they? they won't win away Yeah, we'll go for a draw cool alright then the final game on Tuesday was Newcastle versus Burnley it finished 2-0 to the Toon Army. Uh, no side has picked up more Premier League points at home in 2019 so far than Newcastle with 12. I want to talk about the impact of Fabian Shea. Obviously, scored a brilliant goal, goal of the month, probably, uh, on on Tuesday night. The We've spoken about Shea a few times. What do you... He's an international, Swiss international defender. What do you think he brings to this Newcastle side that we haven't had in the past? Like, as, a, as an outsider? A uh, bit of composure at the back. Yeah. I know you've had some absolutely diabolical centre-halves. We have. Uh, in he's the no Janel and Boomsong or Mike Williamson, you have to say. Um, he's got that sort of... You know how some, like, some footballers that come in from, like, mainland Europe are, like, obviously good, but just a bit erratic. But he's, like, the opposite. He's, yeah. like... I know he used to work in a bank when he was younger, so I don't know if like that's like something he's brought into his playing football. Like obviously he can't be a bit erratic if you work in a bank. You have to be like very sort of measured and composed. That's the weirdest comparison I've ever heard. No, but but I sort of get it. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, ruthlessly efficient. I yeah. wonder if he's like German Swiss. Well yeah, he probably will be with his name actually. Yeah, yeah. So you know, ruthless German efficiency. Yeah. Um he can play, but he can also like he's not like afraid of the physical side of it either. Yeah. And uh, he likes a little dribble, doesn't he? He does, yeah. Um, everyone's talking about, for me, everyone's talking about the midfield impact, uh, Longstaff's impact, and we're going to talk about Longstaff's impact. Here we go. Roll again. your eyes. Here but, no, we no. go. But again. I think He's shit. Fabian Cher, there's going to be a fight in here in a moment. <laughs> uh, Fabian Cher is the person keeping John Joe Shelby out of the team, and I'll tell you why. Him, Lejeune, Lascelles, by the way, I thought it was Lascelles' best game in a Newcastle show mm-hmm. this season on Tuesday um, he Shelby likes to come deep to collect the ball and then he play, that's where he plays his Hollywood passes from when he's played with Cher Cher doesn't let him do that mm-hmm. because Cher brings the ball forward isn't scared to get forward um, I would worry about Cher if he was playing in a back two yeah but when he's playing in a back three he has this sort of ability to push forward um, whereas when he's played with Shelby that Shelby hasn't been able to come deep and get the ball mm-hmm. he's been a little bit more forward and that doesn't really suit him and I think that's what's ultimately keeping him out of the team and ultimately is what kept him off the bench on, on Saturday he is fit um, but Key's in there because I think Key is more adapt, more he's suited like to more play that role like for like replacement for what Longstaff and Hayden have been doing Yeah, exactly. essentially just like running everywhere uh, the other person I do want to talk about is Sean Longstaff and you're going to roll your eyes again he got man of the match no, I'm again wi- I'm winding you up man of the match again on Tuesday and he was again brilliant and he scored the goal the second goal has he paid you to like say all this eh? has he paid you to I say I wish he bloody this? had I wish <laughs> he bloody had it, um, I can't imagine I mean, I mean like we've 
we talk all the time about these young players and I just can't imagine coming through the youth system at your club and then scoring a goal in a 52,000 with 52,000 fans singing your name in front of I just think it's amazing what a story mm. that is and his younger brother um, is in the under 21 is he just squad. as ugly he is a, I think a little bit better looking I don't think he was dropped as many times I think they'd learned <laughs> the second time but um, he Brutal. does have massive ears though doesn't he Longstaff no yeah. wonder no one can get near him Um I know we talked about uh, an England caller, but if he does keep playing like this, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see teams in for him in the summer. Mm-hmm. I don't think he'll leave, um, but no. I wouldn't be surprised to see at least one or two links in the mm-hmm. summer. I've got a stat for you about Cher's goal. Go on. It was your. It was Newcastle's first goal from outside the area in this Premier League season oh, at the really? 121st attempt. Wow. That is a great start. I love that. What a screamer. Um, you th- jumped up and ran around the living room in your flat. I did, yeah. Surprised the neighbours didn't complain about the noise you were making. Yeah. There's one more person I want to talk about before we move on to Burnley and uh, a potential uh, penalty, and that is uh, Martin Dubravka. He got a lot of stick after the Wolves game. People calling for him to be dropped. Uh, two clean sheets in his last two games. Obviously, you can only win what uh, you can only beat what's put in front of you. But Dubravka was again excellent and commanding. On he didn't have to make any saves, really, did he? But he was he made one so good commanding save in the air. In the first oh half. yeah, yeah. But yeah, commanding like you said. in the air. And actually, they weren't like they weren't routine catches. He had to like get over people yeah. to get there. I thought Burnley people talking about Burnley being over physical, I think there was an element of that at times, but I didn't watch the game and think, fucking hell, Burnley are trying to kick us off the park. No. You just nullified their threat really. They weren't able to get into good enough positions to put good enough balls in. Should they have had a penalty? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. But no one really appealed for it. Yeah, it was a weird one. But again it goes back to what Eddie Howe said on Tuesday about uh, on Saturday about uh, he got the shot away. It was still a penalty. It was still a penalty. Yeah, it was still a penalty. Um, they missed a couple of good chances. Tarkovsky missed a good chance. Should he have seen red for a stamp on Hosselu? Or um, look, what looked like intent to stamp? Yeah. Do but you think I, there'll be retrospective action? I haven't seen anything about it anywhere. Yeah, they only sort of showed one replay, didn't they? And that yeah. sort of makes you feel like the officials haven't really clocked it. Yeah, it was a weird... I think that was naughty. And it was naughty that he went for the stamp and then said something to Hosselu. I think that if he hadn't... If he'd just gone down and then ha- just like walked away, I think it mm-hmm. might have been a little bit different. But because he stamped and then went down and shouted in Hosselu's face and then got a yellow card, yeah. I think it just just looks a bit dodgy to me yeah um, we don't like that Burnley were poor missed a few chances but didn't really create a lot and I mean Newcastle had won the game by half time second half I think we sat there and we were like hasn't necessarily been the best second half of football but you know game game's pretty much over mm-hmm. Crouch came on how do you think he played second appearance I uh, didn't really get any sort of service no he won one header but then I think Chris Wood was offside so yeah and uh, like I said the back three were were brilliant again alright then let's move on Uh, this is on to last night's game so we're going to start with Arsenal versus Bournemouth finished 5-1 to Arsenal 
who are unbeaten in their last 14 Premier League home games, winning 12 and drawing 2, and winning each of the last 8 in a row. Their home form's going to be crucial, yeah. isn't it, if they want to finish fourth? Or They're only third. four points behind Spurs. I know. I was gonna. I'm gonna. I was gonna ask you later about is there a race for third now? Do you think potentially? Yeah, Spurs have gone off the boil a little bit. Um, I thought Özil was quality. Özil was brilliant. Oh, he must be so frustrating for a manager because he puts in a performance like that. Admittedly, that's a game that Arsenal from minute one are dominating, so it's very easy for players to turn up yeah. in that sort of environment. He's just. Like in a like slog, he's just not someone you can rely on. No, he, he's the sort of player that would he's going to put in a performance like that. Uh, he hadn't uh, had a goal or an assist for like five months or something. He should have played futsal, not football. Yeah, I mean his goal was unreal. Did you have you seen match of the day? No. Ian Wright did a bit of analysis on his goal, his shot, which he did similar in a similar game last season, I think, against Huddersfield. And what he did was. What he does is he kicks the ball into the floor mm-hmm. so that the keeper, because he knows the keeper's going to go down, so that if he kicks the ball into the floor instead of chipping the keeper, the ball will hit the floor and then just glide over the keeper. And it just. Clever. It's really, really brilliant. Uh, I remember the play. 2010 World Cup when sort of he burst onto the scene and I just thought I'd never really seen a player with his. Not just his ability, but like the way he could like pick a pass in like an attacking yeah. sense as well. He, if he was more consistent, he wouldn't be at Arsenal. Yeah, and I think that's why he didn't necessarily make it in, at Madrid. Well, he only cost Arsenal forty million. I mean, for me, forty million for him is a bargain. You yeah. think about. I mean, you're talking about paying fifty million pounds for Nick for paying fifty million pounds for Nick Pope. I know who's played for Berry. Yeah, I know who I'd rather have. Yeah. Like, would the question is right? Let's look at this in in terms of like actual transfers that have happened. Would you rather have Özil or would you rather have Richarlison? Özil. Yeah, I would rather have Özil as well. Every day of the week, even if Özil played half the games that Richarlison's going to play, I still think he'd make more of an impact mm-hmm. on your team than. I think he's. I saw an interesting tweet the other day, and they were talking about uh, like how Arsenal went into the season with like four quality players basically vying for two spots. That was Ozil, Ramsey, Lacazette, and Aubameyang, all vying for mm-hmm. like those front two positions. And uh, like Aubameyang and Lacazette have really thrived together, whereas I don't think Ozil's really put in a lot of effort to try and like outdo Ramsey. I think yeah. Ramsey's been brilliant this season again. Um, like Mr. Consistent I would say and and Ozil's just been like there or thereabouts or then hasn't been in the team for ages everyone's talking about him and then obviously he comes in last night and, and does what he did he tore born with a part at times and his assist for Mkhitaryan's goal is just brilliant he just the, it looks like he's going to take the shot he just flicks it over to him Mkhitaryan smashes it in that's a fake football top I'm going to get Ramsey Juventus Ramsey Juventus fake football top well, I'm off to Cyprus in a few weeks, so I'll... Uh, Going to get be... one there, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other thing about well, I won't Arsenal... be able to get a Ramsey one yet, of course. No. Well, but... you probably could. Mm, I don't know. They've got a pretty good selection. Maybe there. the ne- maybe the time after the next time you go, you'll be able to get one. I'll go for a Turkish shave, and I'll get a new footy shirt. What are you shaving? Got nothing on your face. That's because I shaved yesterday for the photo shoot, because I'm a model. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, 
the other thing that Arsenal did really well was they they pressed and they were like quite intense, which mm-hmm. is the complete opposite of what Bournemouth uh, did. I thought they were pretty poor. Their ball, their goal from came from a mistake. They've not won away since October, and they've lost every away game since that. Their highlight of the night was Eddie Howe. I don't know if you saw this. Um, I'm going to get it up on Twitter for you now. If people haven't seen this, then I'm going to retweet it right now on our uh, on our. Do Twitter. you think Eddie Howe has a say in who that club's bringing in? Because I don't think he does. Because the players they've bought in don't seem to really make much sense. Do you think? No, based on some of the results that are happening. I I mean, they're safe. They're absolutely safe. I see where you're coming from. But they all seem like pretty... Uh, pretty safe Eddie Howe signings, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Um, I'm just trying to get this tweet off. I, I don't know. Ah, oh, here we go. It's Eddie Howe. It's a video of Eddie Howe. I'm just going to retweet it now. It's a video of Eddie Howe accidentally... Then you're going to retweet it to me. Yeah, so no, no. Yeah, you can watch it now. Accidentally... Uh, accidentally spitting his chewy out and then catching it without looking. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, go on our Twitter page and have a look because it's absolutely brilliant. Um... And that was a that was a highlight really for for Bournemouth um, from the from last uh, from last night. They just didn't create anything. Yeah, another team that's sort of given up on the season. Yeah, it's difficult, isn't it? Because they're not they're not in any of the competitions. They're on thirty four points. They're nine points clear of the relegation zone. I don't think they're any in any danger of no, going down. But they're only three points off Newcastle. And if you think that Newcastle are in a relegation they need, battle, they need two wins and then they're safe. Two wins and they're safe. Yeah, yeah. I would agree. Yeah, I, I think, I think thirty four will keep teams up this year. Thirty four, thirty five will keep teams up this year. Um, we'll get onto them a bit later again. Um, Southampton versus Fulham next. This was an absolutely huge game. Fulham have lost seven of their past eight mm-hmm. Premier League games. Uh, they won the other one, conceding at least twice in all eight. And I think that just shows where all their problems are. Yeah, well, Ranieri's gone, hasn't he? He has. Uh, he only won three of his 17 games in charge. Scott Parker is in temporary charge until they bring someone in. Um I looked at the odds a little bit earlier. I'm just going to get them up again now. Uh, David Moyes is seven to two, I think, to take over. He's the favourite. David Wagner five to one. Claude Puel six to one. God. Uh, Ma- Michael O'Neill seven to one. Sam Allardyce eight to one. Scott Parker eight to one. Carlos Carvajal is a oh, shout that might ten be to a good one. Shout actually. Chris Coleman ten to one. Uh, Jukanovic to go back in ten to one. Chris Coleman, ooh. Uh, Gary Rowe at fourteen to one, and then you get into the usual. Did gang Gary that... Rowe manage in the Premier League at any point? No, he's been no. Uh, Stoke. Is he at Stoke now? Was no, he at Birmingham before? Uh, he got sacked from Stoke, didn't Stoke, he? Because they bought Birmingham. in Nathan Johnson from Luton. Yeah, Stoke, Birmingham. Uh, he did a good job at Birmingham. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and then you get the usual mob uh, Harry Redknapp Louis van Gaal Alan Pardew Avram Grant Mark I, Hughes I hate to sound like Louis Saha 100 to 1 
I don't think he's getting it. <laughs> I hate to sound like a London club fan, but that will be an attraction for some people. What? Living in London. For the wealthy. Yeah, in full uh, in Putney as well. Putney's yeah. nice. It's where uh, Jack Whitehall lives or grew up. Yeah, it's nice. Putney's mm. nice. But, I mean, their Fulham, uh, their Fulham, their stadium as well to fall into the fucking Thames. It's <laughs> like so close to the edge. Um, they just didn't create a lot. And again, their defence is so poor. And whoever goes in there, if it's David Moyes, I can sort of see that they're going to tighten up but I thought that about Ranieri I think Carlos Carvajal might be a good shout because he's a good championship manager and yeah. actually I thought he did alright at Swansea did he get sacked before the he, end of the season yeah year? and uh, and then he went in at Sheffield Wednesday and they were in yeah. promotion in, in for uh, in at the playoff spots I yeah. think I think they uh, it's a poison chalice whoever goes in there I think we, we were having this discussion in the car before you they spent a lot of money this season. Now, if so, whoever goes in isn't probably isn't going to get loads of money to spend in the championship. No. And like you say, if they go in now, they get relegated. For me, it's a sort of win-win situation. But then you said, like, when they're sixteenth, ten games in next season, they're going to get sacked. And I, th- I, th- I think you're right. They're going to lose a lot of players in the summer. There's going to be it's going to be a, have to be a big squad overhaul, and then they're in the they're in the championship for the foreseeable again like they were think, last time do you think just going back to that oh we're 16th in the Premier League we're not doing as well as we should do you think that's the owner going we're a London club why are we 16th do you think that ever comes into it oh. I mean I'm being so prejudiced against London no right I think here. I think you're right I think he thinks that they're better than they are yeah because he spent all that money but that, that just proves that you have to spend the money in the right place I mean we spoke on Tuesday about Newcastle's defence conceding the, being the fifth best defence in the league when you put that into perspective that the back four so Dubravka Lejeune Lascelles uh, and Cher combined cost about 15 million mm-hmm. when you put that into perspective and you look at Rafa's coaching versus who like Ranieri and that and the the money that Fulham could have spent on defenders I think like you've really got a question there uh, transfer policy was it Jukanovic that was bringing in those players was it Ranieri that had the chance to sign players in in January or is it a, the back room that are doing it I mean Ryan Babel screams to me as like a last minute um, champ, uh, like football manager, you've got a little bit of money left in the pot in January. Oh, and he's, he's available. Yeah, on a free transfer, and you're like, yeah, we'll get him in. Yeah, go on then. Uh, they're the only side without a, an away win all season. And actually, playing Southampton, right? Southampton before this game had won six of their last thirty-seven home games. So, like, if you're trying to mount a relegation like recovery, that's a game that you target, and they've. They've just gone out with a whimper. I mean, Sergio yeah. Rico has made the same mistake he made on Saturday. Is that when he a came poor, out for the first? Poor punch. Yeah. Um, and then what chances they did have, classic Mitrovic didn't put him away. Well, good for me. <laughs> yep. Um, on, this, on the flip side for Southampton, uh, I thought the introduction of Charlie Austin was key. Mm-hmm. Um, here He started and uh, he caused a lot of problems for the back four or five or whatever they played Fulham couldn't tell it was so shit um, Tim Ream 
is terrible. I could um, have told you that six years ago. Yeah, I know. Um, I was thinking about that when I watched him. <laughs> I was like, fuck, he played for Bolton. How was he playing in the Premier League? Like, I've, got relegated yeah, with Bolton as well. We sold he? Gary Cahill and bought Tim Ream. From who? Uh, like, somewhere in America. Like fucking Heronveen or someone. Somewhere in Germany. America. He's oh, an American. American. Do you know what, though? Bolton had a central midfield American who was quality, but he was injured the whole time. Stuart Holden. Oh, yeah, I remember He him, was yeah. amazing. Was he in the team when you went down? He was in the squad, but he barely played all season because yeah. he's got dicky knees. Dicky knees. Yeah. Um, Southampton are currently sat in 17th. They're two points above the drop zone. Um, they've played the same amount of games as Cardiff now. They're with their South Coast partners on 27 points, Brighton. <sighs> They've got a tough run coming up. They do. Uh, I can't remember exactly who it is. But I think they're playing for their manager, and I think they will come. I think they're my bet to come seventeenth. Man United, uh, Man United, Spurs, Watford. Then a huge game if it stays how it is against Brighton, Uh, Liverpool, Wolves, Newcastle. The hardest one of the lot. Bournemouth. West Ham Huddersfield so the last couple of games the last four games they'll be targeting I would say nine points from the last three games mm-hmm. which will keep them up yeah I just think I like Hassan Hootel I've been surprised they've had a little drop off I don't know if maybe he worked them so hard in the first few weeks he was there that maybe they've gotten a bit you know like tired from maybe being overworked because he's not he's not used a large pool of players no. he's clearly like identified like these are like the 15 16 lads that I think are good enough to play what football like and a lot of them are young lads as well yeah and actually this is why I don't think Longstaff will get a call up this time because I think Declan Rice and James Ward-Prowse James Ward-Prowse again was will get brilliant. a call up and yeah. I don't think he'll pick three central midfielders and the, he'll pick Ward-Prowse because Ward-Prowse is in really good form and Declan Rice has made a really bold statement by changing his allegiance Yeah. so that's why I don't think Longstaff will get I think, a call up I think he'll get a call up for the under-21s if you, yeah I would agree with that and I would say that's probably so I wouldn't say that it's fair that Rice gets a call up and Longstaff doesn't I just I'd think he's, he's made uh, a massive call by like yeah. ditching. Oh, I, also, I don't think that should be a rule. I think he's played he's for Republic played for of Ireland. Ireland. He play for Ireland yeah, yeah, I don't. Yeah, um, it's like it's a, a friendly counts as a cap. Doesn't when, it? when I think about when I think about the players that were called up who we looked at last time, you're talking you're talking about the Chalabers and the Mason Mounts of this world. Oh, they're nowhere near. Like they're nowhere time. near the squad. But and and like it's annoying because if Longstaff had been playing previously would he have gotten the squad but, but then would he, he have been good six months he ago plays, plays, yeah that's true that's true if if that squad call up though had come now mm-hmm. he'd be in there for me but again he plays for Newcastle won't get a call up John Joe Shelby was under in the 21s. form of his life under yeah, 21s, under 21s guarantee. Yeah. he is like he's sort of in the same sort of mould as like a Matic like he's a tall central midfielder yeah. he's got he doesn't necessarily have pace but he's quicker than you think he is mm-hmm. he's got like great Definitely. vision and I, I hate saying this about footballers but like he's got he's got a great engine yeah. and he's got like he plays with his heart on his sleeve and actually sometimes that's all you need yeah. you don't need to that's have like, like 10 that's, out of 10 tricks that's what that's what I think a lot of Newcastle fans like about him he is We've had a lot of mercenaries over the years and he isn't one. He comes off and he looks like he's about to pass out. Yeah, exactly. Um, Southampton play Man United at the weekend at St Mary's. Mm, they're going to lose. 
It's such a big game for Hasenhutl at home. They've just beaten Fulham. They've given them a lot of confidence. They played well. <sighs> One all. Man United winning away streak to to be gone. To be gone. Okay. So you're gonna go Man United win, yeah? Yeah. Cool. I'm being bold. I got eight out of ten results right in this game week. Oh, congratulations. The only two I didn't get right were Watford, Liverpool and Yeah, you said Watford had a good record at Anfield. They have a No, terrible... no, I didn't say that. Oh. I thought you were endorsing my tiny tip. I've decided I shouldn't. No, go I was. For... I, I was endorsing your tiny yeah. team, but I was not. I didn't say they had a good record. Their their record at Anfield. Oh terrible. yeah, it's abysmal. Um, we'll get to that game in a bit, though. I think have we done it? No. No. Um, Chelsea versus Spurs next. Finished two 0 to Chelsea. Uh, Tottenham have lost successive Premier League away games for the first time since November 2017. When they lost three their, in a row, their title challenge is now like oh, it's gone. That's that a hundred percent gone. And they didn't create anything. No. And I tell you what, I'm going to say it again. Said it on Tuesday. What am I going to say, Josh? He shouldn't have played Harry. Shouldn't Kane. have played Harry Kane. And I'll tell you why. The player that's been so important for them, and who has been their best player since the turn of the year has been Son mm-hmm. as well and so, as well as Son and Kane have played together in pre, in the past in the first half of the season Son has thrived off being the main man in mm-hmm. that team and he just didn't touch the ball yeah. the everyone's looking for Kane because you move him to accommodate Kane yeah exactly why not on Saturday like Pochettino should have been going right fuck this like isn't working like Maybe we should just go back, especially against Chelsea. I mean, it's Kane. It's Kane's second game back. He hasn't played. Yeah, hasn't played for two months. Pardon me, hasn't played for two months, and they're bringing him back in. His second game in four days is going to be against Chelsea. That's a game they should have been targeting to win. This was the other game, by the way, that I didn't get right because we both said Spurs. Yeah, we did. In, in truth, it was. I mean, generally, it was a poor game. Uh, the. Spurs are doing a Spurs though they're running out of steam they've not got a big enough squad yeah haven't, haven't spent any money it's going to come under the microscope at some point they're doing ridiculously well for a club that don't spend money on transfers oh yeah oh yeah I think people look at Spurs in a negative way but actually I always look at them in a positive way they've not spent any money and they're still third they're, they're yeah, nine points th- behind the leaders which is an v- incredible place to be they've got one foot in the Champions League quarterfinals I, s- I see where you're coming from I'll give you the flip side to that. This is like the fourth season that they finished in the top yeah. three. You're finishing... I mean, the season that they finished third behind Leicester and Arsenal, that needed to be a kickstart for mm-hmm. for Levy, uh, for Daniel Levy to be like, oh, f- like, we can actually do this. But he doesn't give a shit about that. He cares about his his wallet. Yeah, I know they're moving stadiums. And, well, they should have moved stadiums. This is mad. This yeah. is madness. I can't believe what's Do you know happening what? with the I stadium. Think there should be, like when clubs say they're going to move into a new stadium, say they were going to move it, you should, one, shouldn't be allowed to move into a new stadium halfway through a season. Yeah. And they said that they were going to move in at the start of this season. If they don't, there should be some sort of Well, have you seen the Coventry that. situation with the EFL? No. The, basically, the situation with Coventry is that they, uh, their 
contract with the Rico Arena where they play is up at the end of the season, and at the moment they don't know where they're going to play. They, um, can they not the guys afford who, it? The, well, I, th- I think it's more that the Rico Arena guys don't want them to be there because they um, share that with rugby, wasps. Yeah. Um, so they were like, they're like, we don't really want you to play here. They're like, oh, well, we're hoping we can do a deal. The EFL are like, you need to find out now where you're going to be playing next season, otherwise. Uh, we could ban you from the league and it's like fuck me Spurs haven't been in there it's like one rule for one club I know it's I know the Premier League isn't run by the EFL I know it's run by the Premier League and the, the FA but look at the end of the day these clubs are in very similar positions actually it's not Coventry's fault that they haven't got a stadium because they're trying to do their utmost to stay where they are mm-hmm. Spurs are the ones that have built a new stadium they were like oh we're going to be there Actually, it was a. I, I actually, when we went to Wembley, I stayed in Spurs. It was a fucking like I stayed in Tottenham. It was a fucking nightmare to get to Wembley. I'm not surprised the stadium's half empty. Like it took us an hour to get to to Wembley. And mm-hmm. whereas if we'd if they'd been playing at uh, White Hart Lane, it would have taken me like ten minute walk. It's like I can see where where the EFL are coming from with it but it's just the consistency through the leagues is shocking mm-hmm. and there should be some like you say some repercussions for them not being there um, they've obviously going back to the previous conversation they're obviously not spending any money because they're moving into that stadium but at the same time like how can a club progress if you're not if you're not adding competition to the squad mm-hmm. like you look at I mean like I've said it for a year now if Spurs go out and sign Icardi from Inter or even more mad Diego Costa from Atletico Madrid if they sign one of those players they're a, they're someone that is going to push Harry Kane there's someone that Kane is going to push Icardi to get better and also Icardi is like a very different player to Kane so you add in you could even play them together yeah and it gives them another so option I mean he brought Lorente to play with Kane the other day I like Lorente but He's limited. He's limited, and he's not. He's not the. Se- I mean, look at the other. Look at the other teams around them. Arsenal, Lacazette, Aubameyang. United, Rashford, and Lukaku. Yeah. Um, Man City, Aguero, Jesus. Who else is Chelsea, up there? Higuain, Giroud. Yeah. Like World Cup winner and Liverpool, a very good striker. Firmino, uh, Sturridge, Mane, Salah, like and no, um, Origi. Like, I know these aren't specifically attackers, but Lucas Moura up front. I know people would argue Son Kane, but Son's not a striker. Mm-hmm. Like, he's, he's not pri- primarily a striker. They need to spend money, and they mm-hmm. need to spend... I would say they have to spend £100 million on three... Not £100 million each, but £100 million combined on three quality players they've tried to buy like with Soldado I don't know if Soldado and Kane had crossover I don't think they did but like with Janssen they've tried to buy a centre forward that like can be number two to Kane but that backfired because he never got in the team Uh when he did he was under massive pressure didn't perform and now he doesn't play yeah you've got to you've got to sign players that are going to add competition to your squad not be like oh well you're going to you're going to play like number two Mm-hmm. That's 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 not the point of having a squad. I think that's where the that's the thing with Pochettino, where he needs to say, okay, like this, I need to change my mentality here. He gets so many things right. I, I think he's an unreal fit for 
um, Spurs. I don't think he'll be there next season. I think he'll be at Real Madrid. But he's an unreal fit there. But he's got this mindset of like, I'm going to play Harry Kane regardless. Well, he's been very open about he likes having a squad of like 16 players that he basically rotates. He can't do it in England. Spurs are a team that you would argue probably has got a challenge on four fronts. Mm -hmm. FA Cup, League Cup, Premier League, Champions League. Maybe not Champions League. But... Just getting in the Champions League is like good enough for them, isn't it? But they should... You can't challenge... I mean, you can't challenge for the Premier League and a a cup, like FA Cup, without having a big squad. Mm -hmm. Many teams have shown that in the past. Many teams have shown that in the past. I think it's just a little bit of... um, there might be a lot of people that disagree with what they're saying. There'll be a lot of people that say, oh, Spurs are doing a great job. Like, being in the top four is like winning a trophy for them. But when you've been in the top four for like four years, surely you've got to be looking at winning a trophy. Yeah. I, I mean, don't care who you are. I know it's completely different, but like the rugby union club sides in England have between like 38 and 45 players in their squad. Yeah. When you think there's only 23 involved on match day, so yeah. that's like double. Double. Yeah, you should be using. I mean, we talked about this. But well, they have twenty-five. Well. You're allowed twenty-five, aren't you? Yeah. Well, you have tw- Okay, you have twenty-five in your squad. I mean, we talked about Wolves earlier. Like Wolves only ha- have used eighteen players or something this season, which is mad. It's mad. Like they are doing. They've had a really good season, but mm-hmm. they lost one 0 to Huddersfield. Like they're going to run out of gas at some point. I think it's just frustrating for Spurs fans because they get so close and then they fall away. Their time was when Leicester won the title, they, and they ended up coming third because they just fell away at the end of the season. I would like to make a quick special mention to Kieran Trippier for that own goal. Right, what the fuck Who's has he done was there? <laughs> well, so from the angles I've seen it, right, he can very clearly see that Larice is coming out of his goal. I agree. I think and it's hundred percent Trippier's he, fault. Right, I feel a bit sorry for Trippier because obviously coming back off the summer. He was on cloud nine, probably England's best player at the World Cup, right? Which for a right wing back, that's like saying something, isn't it? Yeah. But he's just not quite got to those levels. He's made a couple of silly mistakes in the first half of the season. And what the fuck's he doing? He's he's not even part... It's not like Lloris should have... Like, Lloris wouldn't have been able to get there. It's like... A meter and a half wide of Lloris, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, it's a brilliant finish. Yeah, it's a brilliant finish. I the commentator just goes like, "Oh, oh dear." I've seen a lot of stick for uh, for uh, Lloris from this, but I think it was well and truly Trippier's fault. And if also, Trippier leaves that, Lloris can boot that up the pitch. Lloris is coming onto the ball. Yeah, exactly. I, just, I think that's just yeah. mad from Trippier. I think it's mad. Um, Chelsea, on the other hand. Um, he dropped Caballero, Caballero. He dropped Kepper. Good yeah. lad. Um, I mean, he and you know what? It. He didn't have a lot to do, but what he did, he was. He's confident. a great keeper, Willie Caballero. Yeah. Uh, Apart from in well. the World Cup, he was a bit shit. But <laughs> um, again, they didn't really create that much. Higuain hit the post in the first half. Uh, he brought Hazard off for William, which I thought was a bold change. <clears> but I, th- I thought Pedro was brilliant. He didn't make his standard subs either. No, he didn't. Varied subs. Interesting. Sarri ball does work but he can't just be hell-bent on doing it for 90 minutes of every no, game yeah I agree and also he played Kante and Jorginho as swapping roles yeah and uh, Kante got man of the match 
just saying. He's uh, he's like a bit of a mad professor, isn't he, Saru? Yeah, he's interested. I, st- I still think he'll go at some point, mm-hmm. maybe, whether that's at the end of the season or not. Um, because, like you said last week, he's been undermined massively. Uh, but I admire him for sticking to his guns, but I still think, like you say, he can't do that all the time. You've got to have a... I mean, he's admitted in the past he doesn't have a, uh, a plan B. He can't do that, I don't think, in yeah. the Premier League. Maybe you can probably do that in the Serie A, but you can't do that in the Premier League. Uh, Chelsea play Fulham away on the, Sunday, 5 past 2 kickoff. Uh, Chelsea win. It'll be like a 2 0 again. Yeah, I'd say a comfortable win for Chelsea in the London derby. And then North London derby, Spurs versus Arsenal, Saturday, 12.30. I've got a gig, I'm so annoyed. I'm ju- I probably will just get to Durham at that, at that point. Yeah. Uh, who's at home? Uh, Spurs. I remember the well, last game neither team. was probably the best game of football this whole season. It was end to end. Oh, it was great. Yeah. yeah, I probably. And do you know what? If they lose, that's three in a row. And it puts Arsenal one point behind Spurs. Draw, score, draw. I'm going to go four four. Okay. Mad, Correct. mad game. Both teams. Arsenal have got to go for it. Spurs have got to go for it. Yeah. Handbrake off. Um, alright let's move on Palace versus Man United finished 3-1 to Manchester United uh, did you know Crystal Palace have never beaten Man United in a Premier League yeah, game yeah they've played more Premier League games without ever winning against Manchester United drawn 4 lost 16 than any other side in, against any other side in the competition's history going into this they would have been really confident because United are missing 8 first team players yeah they, you could see I mean when Fred starts actually I think Fred Apart from the first like ten minutes, gave a really good account of himself. He was all right. He was all right. I thought. Uh, I tell you who I was surprised at how good he was. Dallo. He's a good right player. Back. Decent. Young played in the like midfield diamond, didn't he? Did they play a diamond? That was uh, how they like set up on the BBC website. I think he played. Did he not play left back? Uh, no. Oh, Shaw sure played, played left back. Yeah, yeah, he must have played. Yeah. in that diamond. Uh, he, he was at fault for uh, for Palace's goal, but obviously mm-hmm. got his goal at the end. Um, I want to talk about Lukaku now in the top 20 Premier League scorers of all time really? yeah it was his... do you want me to name the other 19? no that was his <laughs> 111th goal but do you know who he overtook? oh like Hasselbank just let me check I might have got this wrong I think it's Dion Dublin oh is it? Yeah, but I might be wrong. It might have been Dion Dublin who did the feature on him on Match of the Day. I thought it was. I thought it was interesting because um, Crystal Palace actually had a better expected goals than Man United after the game. Uh, oh, I thought crazy. they played quite well and they rude missed chances. To be honest, I thought they played quite well. Townsend had a good a couple of good chances, um, but I thought Lukaku was after missing. Alan Shearer called it a sitter on Match of the Day. Drawn level with Dion Dublin. Drawn level with Dion Dublin. Alan Shearer called it a sitter on match of the day. I don't think it was quite a sitter from Lukaku. Yeah. I don't think it was a sitter. No, but then again, he's a centre forward, so maybe what he describes as a sitter... Yeah, is different to what was amateurs. I'm a centre forward as well. Well. (laughs) Part-time. Yeah, I think... uh, But brilliant finish for for both goals, to Mm -hmm. be honest. Uh, Could have had a hat-trick. Taking his chance while Rashford's out as well. Yeah, definitely. Staking a claim. Pogba, Mr. Sitter, as well. Still unbeaten under Solskjaer in the Premier League. Yeah. 
I think he's got to get the job. He's got to get the job. Got to get the job. Was it you saying that Gary Neville said if he doesn't get the job, there'll be mutiny amongst yeah, the fans? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mad. Um, well, Man United play Southampton. We've already spoken about that. Um, Burnley play Crystal Palace at the weekend. Uh, who's at home? Burnley. Draw. Draw. Big game for Burnley, I think. Mm-hmm. They should be targeting that. Uh, I feel like I've missed a fixture off my things. Let me just have a quick We've look. got Liverpool, Watford and City, West Ham to go. Yeah, we have, but I feel like I've missed one thing off. No? That we haven't. Oh, that. Wolves and Cardiff. Oh, for, oh, you mean predicting? Yeah, so far. Uh, Wolves win. I'm going to go for a Wolves... I'm going to go for a draw. Cardiff will get a point, I think. Uh... Alright, last couple of games. Uh, Liverpool versus Watford. 5-0 to Liverpool. Huge win after your tiny tip. We uh, we cursed Watford. Well, you specific, more specifically, you cursed Watford after voting for Delefeu as your hero of the weekend. And uh, I think he's that, winning as well, by the way. You are? I think he's winning He is. As well. He is. I'm, uh, it's an absolute disgrace. It helps having multiple wrong. accounts on my Instagram. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Divock Origi has had a hand in 11 goals in his past 18 Premier League starts for Liverpool. Super Seven goals sub. and four assists. It's been decent. Um, Sadio Mane, probably his best game this season. Yeah. But I want to talk about Craig Cathcart. What the fuck was he doing for like all of the goals? Craig Clown card. He was awful. I, he w- he would probably, wins a header. He would probably get in yeah. the not Premier League standard centre oh, players. Yeah. Mariapa as well has got to be up there. Yeah, they could do with a centre half actually Definitely. in the summer. Cathcart, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. How Mane won a header firstly in the box, but secondly scored a header in the box is beyond me. It's absolute madness. Um. The Watford's defence generally were were terrible, um, but it was players from Liverpool's defence that were mm-hmm. like the main threat. Only two players have provided a hat trick of assists this season in the Premier League: Trent Alexander-Arnold on Wednesday and Robertson. No. Am I in the right sort of ballpark though, in terms of like top six defender? Yes. Uh, He's not a regular top six defender. Mendy. No. Danilo. No. Am I at the right club? I'm going to give you one more guess. No, you're not in the right club. Can you tell? Although, I'll give you a clue. Uh Uh-huh. You're not at the right club, but there is a very similar name who plays for that club. Similar name to what, sorry? To, To one of the players that plays for Manchester City. Who I've already guessed. No. Ah, right, okay. Well, this is a bit of a bit of a brain teaser. There's people shouting at their phones or whatever they listen to this podcast on. It can't be silver. No. No. It's another defender. Uh, defender. Oh, so it's a defender's got a similar name. Stones, Company, Gundogan, Danilo. Gundogan is not a defender. Yeah, that's true. Danilo, <laughs> Walker. I meant Otamendi. Walker. Walker, Walker, Walker. Kyle Walker. Yeah. Peters for Spurs. Ah. He is the other player to have three. I didn't think. If you've forgotten the question, the question was. (laughs) (laughs) God. Two players have provided a hat trick of assists in the Premier League this season: Trent Alexander-Arnold and Kyle Walker-Peters, both under the age of 21. And uh, in fact, Trent Alexander-Arnold is the youngest ever to have uh, three assists in the Premier League. Um. 
he was brilliant some of the balls that he played yeah. in Van Dijk's the ball in for Van Dijk's first goal he justified his quality. recall yeah definitely well he's fighting for his place yeah in a in a Liverpool side that haven't been at their best over the last few weeks um, but he's not been in the team all that often so. he hasn't so correlation correlation um, although it's only his fifth assist this season third fourth fifth assists mm-hmm. this season um, but I don't know what happened to Watford after Friday. It was just, Watford uh, have lost seven out of eight against top six in the Premier League this season. Not a surprise. And their last three visits. They capitulated. Uh, 16-1 against Anfield in their last three games there. Normally we look at games that are 5-0 and we say, fuck, look, like, look at the mistakes the goalkeeper made. But I, I, I think all the goals ben were... Ben Foster's just like... Yeah, he's like, what, what can he can do, do for all of those goals? Like They're all defensive mistakes in my opinion. Um, Watford play Leicester at 12 on Sunday Ooh. big game for, for was Watford was that a 4-3 last time no that was Can't Wolves Leicester oh, that was a good game we fancy goals in that you know it's a big game for both sides Brendan Rodgers first game and Watford because they're fighting for 7th place with score Wolves. draw you know they're on the, exactly the same um, uh, record as Wolves this season they're both, both on 40 points exactly the same amount of wins draws and losses Um if they'd lost 4-0 against Liverpool they'd have the same goal difference as well Cray I'm going to go for a score draw in that game I'm going to go for a Watford win just because they're at home just a one niller, I think just a one niller. Uh, and it's the Merseyside derby on Sunday so don't leave you flat um, 4-15 Everton versus Liverpool do you want to go watch it somewhere yeah just go and get some food. Go beer engine. Yeah. I need food. to drop a letter in a beer engine. I mean, it's engine. it's nailed on nil-nil, that game. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. We'll have to get there early, though. I might get there... All, I might just stay there all day. Well, I'm singing to God until about quarter to four. Oh, I'll just meet you there. Yeah, cool. Um, Nil-nil? Yeah, it's my... I, I want to know what the odds are on it for my tiny tip. All right, I'll have a look at that. Because I bet the we... odds on it being nil-nil will be decent. While we have a look at the next game, which is our, and our final game, is Manchester City versus West Ham. It was 1-0 to Manchester City. Uh, Sergio Aguero has been directly involved in 74 goals, 59 goals and 15 assists, in 80 Premier League appearances since Guardiola took over in August 2016. Only one player has been directly involved in more in that time, which is 87 in 90 appearances. Who is that? For City? No. Across the Premier League? Um, Salah? No. Oh, Hazard? No. Uh, yeah, no. Kane? Yes. Harry Kane. 87 in 90 appearances. I don't know how many of those are goals and how many of those are assists. It was Aguero's um, 25th goal of the season. Golden boot? I mean, obviously not in the Premier League. Yeah, but is he going to win the Golden Boot? Uh Who's he out in front? Salah in and Kane's not that far. Abameyang. Um, I'm gonna have to remember where 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 to find this now. You the have to, you have the to... main talking point of the game was uh, was it a penalty? Um, I don't know because I've not seen it. Classic. It was people saying it was. Oh, might not be a penalty. It's harsh. It was a Stonewall penalty. Stonewall. Felipe yeah. Anderson. Stupid, stupid, stupid. Well, he's not a defender. Uh, clumsy, is he? So. just bundled into the back of Bernardo Silva, goes down. I have to say, they started Sane and Mares, and neither of them really pulled up any trees. Uh, you have to admit, they were um, not at their best, but they got the result. Yeah, uh, they had 
more than 80% possession as well. Um, yeah, they were much better than West Ham, really. Aguero, West Ham defended quite well. Aguero's on 18, Salah's on 17, Aubameyang's on 16, Kane's on 15, Mane's on 14. Mane's on 14, that's impressive, that. Um, I thought Semarez was given his first start of the year. Uh-huh. I just thought he, he's fallen away a little bit. He, I think I it's hard think... when you don't start that many games and especially the way that City play you need to get into those spaces mm-hmm. and I think at, at the moment with Bernardo Silva and Sterling being and Zane as well well I thought Zane was poor on the mm-hmm. other day as well but he, Mares will have never been expected to have been at such a high level for so many games over a season yeah I would agree I would agree it's um, yeah it's a difficult one for for players like Mares because they're obviously I wouldn't expect Mares to start every game for for City at all however he's one of those players that when he's given a run in the team mm-hmm. he performs and he proved yeah. that at the start of the season will he get his chance before the end of the season again probably not will he stay at City yes yeah. Will can you see unless City decide to spend 80 million on Hazard or something I, I can't see him leaving I, the thing is I look at that City squad and I think where can you improve well they need another defensive midfielder yeah and maybe another centre half that's not that's not an improvement I would say that's a necessity like if, yeah. if Fernandinho's 24 years old you, we're not even having this conversation are we mm-hmm. like, but, they, but he's 31 yeah and Dombele and Dombele I watched him play for uh, Leon against Monaco the other day they lost 2-0 but he was head and shoulders above every Leon player on the pitch it was great um, I thought Hammers were the, the Hammers were pretty diligent in defence yeah they created, uh, They had one big chance but nothing else really But what I like well. about Pellegrini obviously when he was City manager they were like a really attacking team but that just uh, shows how well rounded he is as a manager yeah definitely I think he's got many strings to his bow I don't think he's the future of West Ham necessarily. No, I think he'll have he's got another he's season under his belt. But yeah, yeah probably the one position they don't need to strengthen is the defence. I would say Fabianski again would need a centre forward. Definitely, Carroll missed a good chance. Tammy Abraham. I know he was playing for Swansea, and people will say, "Oh, he, uh, he was playing in a poor team," but there was many times I saw him play for Swansea, he missed some really good chances mm-hmm. I just think he's got a lot of goals for Villa this season I just I'm not Found sure found his level if, in the championship yeah Gale scored a lot of goals for Newcastle in the championship I don't know I know he's young still maybe one more go in the Premier League and we'll see what happens um, West Ham play Newcastle in the late kickoff on Saturday at the London Stadium both teams in fairly good form draw one all I think we have a good record at the London Stadium. Mm-hmm. 3-1 Newcastle. Oh, bold. Bold. Um, I'm, I've decided that, and I, I think that you would agree, that I've been fairly fair with Newcastle mm-hmm. this season. Like I've said, oh, when I think we're going to lose, I think, like with City, I was like, well, we're definitely going to lose this. Or... Like, and I think I just think we're in really good form and the, the way that we play we've been playing I just think we can go to West Ham and get a result I think we'll concede Andy Carroll score penalty isn't it um, Man City versus Bournemouth 
Three o'clock? Uh, City are going to win by three or four. Do you think? Yeah. Bournemouth need a reaction, but I think City will... Uh, Is Callum Wilson injured? Must yeah. be, yeah. yeah. Like, fairly long term? Yeah. I think so, yeah. That's a shame. It would have been nice to see him in England colours again. What is a shame as well is the news that's come out about Bolton today. I only told you about this, you haven't seen this, but uh basically they haven't played uh, they haven't paid any of their staff. Um and there's a bit of uh ill feeling going around Bolton again. They're four points off twenty second, so they still go down. Um they play Swansea on Saturday. Prediction? Lose. May as well. <laughs> Do you think it'll be a good thing if you go down? Um, Do you think you'll be able to rebuild again if you go down? Uh, difficult. Look at Sunderland. They went down. They uh, got a new owner. They. I know it's a slightly different position. Are you praising Sunderland here? No, no, I'm not. I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying they've been able to rebuild from that position. They're still shit. But they're uh, they've been able to rebuild under that uh, under their new owners really. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it would probably be a good thing for Bull to go down. You're in free fall really, um, in terms of not just not just results on the pitch, but in terms of everything really. Uh, it hasn't been too good for Bolton of late. Yeah, this is just a bit depressing. Yeah, like, read, literally, literally no one's been paid. Well, we'll see what happens over the next couple of weeks. We'll have to keep in touch with. Uh, I think if we're go- if we're going to go down, Parkinson, like he's a great League One manager, so yeah. we may as well keep him. Fair enough. All right then, let's get move on to our penultimate thing, uh, our hero to zero, zero to hero, whatever way around we do it normally. Um, now, if I remember rightly, you, I was very shocked at the results this week. Of our hero to zero. Oh, Kepper has just overtaken Sari. Just. Who have you been texting to vote? Yeah, 53% Kepper, 47% Sari. That means that quite a few people must have voted on it. Yeah, I've had like 20 votes again. Sound. Um, And Manchester City, 33%, Delafeo, 67%. I just think people don't like Manchester City. All the important people voted for Manchester City. Joey Pollard. I mean, Simeon, who doesn't like football, voted for De La Fu, So, probably because he thinks he's good looking, doesn't it? All the important people voted for uh, for Man City, so that's all that matters. So, again, another draw. Ones each. No, 2-1. I won the first week, I think. Isn't this only the second week we've done it? No. Oh, sorry, no. Wait there. Oh, yeah, I won the first week with Company and the Linesman at West Ham. Then last mm-hmm. week was Silver uh, and Sari. Sari won. And Morecambe and Aaron Ramsey. Morecambe won, so that's a draw. And yeah, then okay. Kepper and Man City this time. Now, we're on to week four. So it's currently 2-1 to me. Is it not a 1-0 if there's not? What? If it's a draw? No uh, we'll a just point. give a point. for So then we can okay. keep up. And we can keep up, kind of. We'll see what happens. Is it you first on the hero nominees? Yes, it it is. So, my honorary mentions for hero this week go to Caballero of Chelsea for being very professional. 
Even though his name's called Willie. Even though he's called Willie, yeah. Yeah. Which is like the least professional name ever. Apart from Richard. Sorry, put his Willie in, you could say. Sorry. I mean, that's the name of the podcast now. Yeah. Um, I've put the Premier League because I thought it was just a great round of fixtures. Lots of goals, a good advert for the league this mm-hmm. week. Um, Huddersfield and Sievert were my honorary mentions. But my hero for his first goal. Oh, for fuck's <laughs> sake. For his first goal for Newcastle and scoring in front of your home crowd at 21 years old. It's got to be Sean Longstaff. Another man of the match performance. Another excellent performance. He sounds like a wizard. Sean Longstaff is my hero this week. He sounds like a wizard. Right, go on, your turn. So my nominees... Also, sorry to put in there, but he's been an honorary mention for the last, like, four times we've done it. So he's won this week because of his goal. I've only gone for two nominees before my winner. So my nominees are Sievert. Yeah. For his win. I've given Fabian Cher a nomination for an absolute screamer. Yeah. Uh, But my winner, he's been my loser. He's been my zero winner the last two weeks. I've gone for Sarri because he dropped Kepa and he won. So I've given him a load of shit. So I thought, why not? So you've you've given the loser. I'll have to find a picture of him celebrating now. He's been my zero the last two weeks, but he's my hero. hero. All right, then. He's gone from zero to hero. He has, quite literally. Very good. Uh, all right, and your zero nominees? My nominees are Glenn Murray yeah. for missing from six yards out. Camarasa. Oh, go on, tell, tell, tell the listeners this story. So, what's his first name? Is it Victor? Yeah, I think Victor so. Victor Camarasa is not playing for Cardiff at the moment because his personal fitness team have told him that he's not fit enough to play, even though Cardiff's medical team have passed him to play. Uh, another nominee for my loser of the week is Neil Warnock because he referred to these as... Tom, Dick and Harry from abroad <laughs> which is just Thomas, Dickos and Harry yeah us. which yeah. is just oh, Neil Neil he's so racist what you doing he is every Brexit voter <laughs> yeah god uh, I've also nominated Sergio Rico for just being shit again yeah. uh, but my winner this week is Kieran Trippier oh good for, choice uh, unbelievable own goal good choice uh, my honorary mentions this week go to Bournemouth for capitulating being terrible again Paul Pogba obviously <laughs> uh, Bolton oh thanks man for having a nightmare I, I mean they were close to winning but my zero this week has to go to Ranieri another getting loss fired. Yeah. another loss and fired and uh, he had time to save Fulham and uh, he hasn't and after being a Premier League winner after all this time, he's uh, he's managed to relegate relegate Fulham, unfortunately. Yeah, so our job. heroes were Longstaff and Sarri, and our zeros were Ranieri and Trippier. Okay, now on to our final thing of the week. Uh, it's JB's tiny tip. Now I have got the odds up, and the odds for a nil-nil draw in the Merseyside derby are twelve to one. Yeah, go on. Delicious. Right, you're losing me so much money, mate. I'm gonna have to sort you, sort it out at some point. Well, I've decided for next season I'll go for like really safe bets. Well, then there would then there would be no there would be no fun in it. 
Okay, so you want me to keep being outrageous? I will, uh, well, yeah, because if you win, if this is nil-nil at the weekend, and probably make some of the money back we've lost. How many do you think you've won out of the 20, what episodes? It's 25? This is 26. 26. I know I won the first four. I reckon I've won six. Yeah, I would say you probably only won six as well. I'd be fired if I was a Premier League manager. Uh, you would, but you're not. But I, when I when I was brought in, I brought in that I, like there was that upturn of form when I came in. That, so maybe I'd be brought in on short term. You contracts. are the Sam Allardyce of betting. That is not something to be <laughs> proud of. I thought you liked Sam Allardyce. I do, but you wouldn't want to be the Sam Allardyce of gambling, yeah. would you? <laughs> no, Sam Allardyce is the Sam Allardyce yeah. of gambling. Gambled away his own job. Yeah. Um, have you got anything else to say on this week's oh football? Yeah, I think I did actually. Um, let's have a look here. When's the England squad announced? I'm not sure. That's what I was trying to find out. Um, what was I gonna? Oh right. So, so Jordi Alba has signed a new deal with Barcelona. Have you seen this? Uh, no, I haven't. And his uh, release clause is 428 million. Now I know in Spain you have to have a release clause. Do you? Yep. Is that why Messi is because like you have to you have to you have to buy yourself out of your own co- uh, like you have to be bought out of your contract, don't you? That's oh okay. Because remember when Neymar went to PSG, he just rocked up and bought himself out of his own contract. Yeah, like the knob he is. Um, <laughs> he is I just think it's all getting a bit ridiculous with transfer amounts. Now there was something. I'm glad you've brought this up. Okay. Now there was something that uh, some guy on six or six over the weekend brought up, which I was I was going to bring up and I forgot, um, and he made an interesting uh, claim, and I want to hear your thoughts on this. And I want to hear the listeners' thoughts on this, and this is that he was saying that what should happen in the Premier League is that each squad they have a limit on what their match day squad costs. Mm-hmm. Okay, so for example, uh, in the Premier League, your match day squad has to cost under a hundred million. So you can play uh, as many players up to. So Spurs will be fine because Harry Kane costs fuck all. Um, Ali like, costs fuck all. Uh, Ali costs like Son five co- million. Son was peanuts. Like they'd be able to play pretty much their starting line. Man City would be able to play Edison in goal and then be able to play I think Aguero was twenty million, so that's two players and then they would have to play like Phil Foden and I mean a like, hundred million might be uh might not be practical because of where we've ended up. But in yeah, yeah, but but it's an interesting debate. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting debate. Do you think something along those lines would be uh would be applicable or on the on the flip side of things, do you think that Premier League teams should be forced to play I don't know like have five um, homegrown talents in their squad something like that um, so I'm going to use some other sports here to bring my perspective yeah. on board I like it when you do this because I know fuck all about other sports so in the Gallagher Premiership which is the rugby union premiership in England they have a a wage cap a salary cap uh-huh. I think it's £4 million you can spend on player salaries but you can have two players whose salaries don't count towards the salary cap, so they okay. they have to bud. They have to have their squad has to fit into that budget. Okay. So if you're Arsenal, it would be like Özil and Aubameyang, yeah, for example, and then everyone else. Then everyone has else to has to fit into, into that. Okay. Um, and that includes like your academy staff and everything. But obviously, oh, okay. like, yeah. Oh, it includes all the staff as well. No, or so just like the your yeah, yeah, your academy players. Oh, okay. Um. 
in cricket there is a tournament called the Indian Premier League which is like a massive like 20 over tournament yeah. you have like cheerleaders dancing on the side and stuff now they can have obviously there's 11 in a team they can only have four overseas players and they have to have two players in that that have never been capped by like I think it's either it's certainly one player who's never played international cricket for India but they also have to have one player that hasn't been capped by like one of the major like so like England, Region South teams. Africa. Oh no, no. So they, that's the four overseas players. They can have four overseas players in their starting lineup. Oh, okay. But then they have to have one player who's not played for like one of the main Indian like state. They're not called state. Uh, like region teams. Oh okay. So that yeah. It's like a homegrown yeah talent basically. Um, it's quite similar to the MLS in terms of like the MLS can only have three foreign exports. I think um, mm-hmm. that uh, are over a certain wage. I think that's how it works and. The thing with like Almiron going to Newcastle was that he was the fourth, mm-hmm. and so Atlanta basically shot themselves in the foot and were like, "Oh yeah, we have to move you on," um, and that's why they, we got the price down. And he went okay and yeah, ran off. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he's so because he just runs everything. everywhere. Yeah, and he's so happy about everything. I love him. He looks um, like an excited puppy. He looks like uh, he's got a massive neck. He's got a massive neck. Joshy pulling like the weirdest face ever. What he looks One like. day, like I've said before, where if we decide to video this at some point, people are going to get to experience... If we video it, we can't really do it in here. Why? Because it's not like studio vibes, is it? Ah, that's fine. We'll do it. Well, we could do it in a homely environment, couldn't yeah. we? Um, With snacks. Snacks. <laughs> yeah. Snacks. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's an interesting debate. 400 million for uh, Alba's contract release clause is mad but I suppose it's a, it's a release clause don't have to pay it like he, if he'll he want to stay at Barcelona for his whole career yeah so. exactly exactly um, yeah it's an interesting debate if anyone's got any ideas on how the Premier League can uh, help with this sort of extreme transfer situation that's going on in the world Nick Pope for 50 million for example uh, oops yeah. <laughs> then please get in touch at JaffPod hashtag JaffPod on Twitter and Instagram um, we are going to have some exciting news coming up we mentioned this a couple of weeks ago but we've had a bit of a spanner in the works we are work- working towards getting something together and it's going to involve you guys um, and uh, it's going to be based in Liverpool we're going to but there's going to be more information and hopefully um, you, you will be able to announce it over the next week or so next couple of weeks um, but we've uh, fallen upon uh, busy times so we haven't been able to sort it out slash people haven't been able to get back to us because they're useless bastards um, anything else to say? Vote for my Hero and Zero nominations yeah, Vote for my Hero and Zero <laughs> nominations um, that'll be on uh, Instagram uh, probably tomorrow and thank you very much for listening Um Again, I've had a really nice time tonight. Yeah, it's been boss. Yeah. I'm gonna go we should get candles and have a meal next time. Yeah, hipster. Yeah, that would be beautiful. I'll, anyway. I'll, I'll grow some dreadlocks and you can go on the gap year. Sorry, gap year. Gap year. Um, please don't grow dreadlocks. That's like the weirdest thing I've no, ever No, that's what of. you're going to do. Oh no, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, shut up. Go away. Yeah. Um, thank you very much for listening and we'll see you all uh, possibly on... Is there a Monday night game? No. Maybe on Monday, maybe, maybe Tuesday. We don't know. Mabs. At some point next week, we'll see. Cool. Thank you very much. Bye.